Welcome to Prophecy Countdown with author and pastor Kenneth Baer. Join us every week for the latest updates on what the Bible has to say about the events, the characters, and prophetic signs of the return of Jesus Christ and His coming kingdom. Make sure you not only subscribe, but like your favorite episodes and share it with your friends. Now, on with the broadcast. Welcome today to our weekly Prophecy Update. I'm Pastor Ken with Faith Dialogue. We provide two updates each week, one on Wednesday and one on uh, Sunday uh, in this uh, podcast called Prophecy Countdown. Uh, join us on Sundays at 1 p.m. and then on Wednesdays also at 11 o'clock. Our topics during the week come from, from you, uh, from the audience. You can email us at prophecycountdownpodcast at gmail.com and we would be happy to include your uh, question in one of our future podcasts. Now, my topic for uh, Prophecy Update today is uh, number 332, Prophecy Against Lebanon. Lebanon. Now, let me tell you, start off by telling you that 99%, 99% of what you are hearing about the present war, um, about in, in war in Israel, is wrong. 99% is wrong. Israel's presently looking at war on two different fronts, Gaza as well as now Lebanon to the north. And nearly all of the information uh, about the war um, from the talking heads on the news identifies that this war is all about land. You know, whose land is it? And sometimes they bring in race, the idea of white versus brown-skinned people, white Ashkenazi Jews versus the brown Palestinians. Uh, both of these assumptions, however, are, are completely false. They're, they're incorrect. The, um, what, what's going on right now uh, in Israel is, is a religious war. It's a religious war, a holy war. It's not about land. It's not about ethnicity. It's all about Islamic radical ideology. Now, Israel doesn't want to fight a holy war, but these Islamic terrorists certainly do. Uh, these Arabs, and the vast majority of them are Islamic, have actually been fighting a holy war since the nation of Israel was established in May of 1948, the first Arab-Israeli war. Uh, started the very next day, on, on the 15th of May. This was a devastating defeat for the Arab coalition, but, uh, but was fo what followed was the Six-Day War of 1967, which was also a defeat for the Arabs, followed by the Yom Kippur War of 1973. Now, the 1973 war was a serious war, and if it wasn't probably for our then-president Richard Nixon, uh, Israel would have been on the ropes. Um, and that Yom Kippur War, by the way, was nearly 50 years to the day of the present war that started on Yom Kippur uh, when militants in, in uh, Gaza uh, came across into Israel. So today, I, I wanted to address my comments more towards Lebanon, Lebanon, and actually the terrorist military group called Hezbollah. Uh, now, Hezbollah is a Lebanese Shia radical group. There are two um, major groups in Islam, Sunni and Shia. Now, Islam, particularly radical Islam, has uh, a variety of end-time beliefs, uh, also called eschatology, the same thing that we call them. Eschatology is just a Latin word meaning study of the end times. And in particular, uh, radical Shia eschatology. 
Now, radical Shia eschatology is what is promoted by Hezbollah, and it's also the same uh, theology that Ali Khamenei, uh, the Ayatollah, the highest ranking imam in Iran, uh, believes in as well, uh, which means that all of these Shias follow this radical Islamic belief about the end times, and they believe that they are able to uh, expedite, uh, to make that happen by having a war with Israel. Now, this brand of Shia eschatology shared by Hezbollah and the Ayatollah uh, doesn't have a single book. Uh, they can't turn to a book like the book of Revelation that we have uh, or any New, any New Testament book um, that provides a single source of information for the Muslims. Actually, their information comes from a number of sources, uh, one of them the, the New Testament uh, and the Old Testament. They reference, for example, a Gog and Magog war, a millennium, uh, a type of an antichrist and a savior that returns at the end of the age. Now, the major difference between Islamic eschatology and time ten, uh, uh, beliefs um, and what we find in the Bible is that according to Shia uh, end time uh, philosophy uh, the Antichrist um, is the leader of the Jews uh, they believe that uh, Jesus who they call Isa returns as well he leads an army and defeats all of the uh, then Christian and Jewish followers Finally, this ushers in the end time Mahdi. The Mahdi is the last imam uh, who will lead the Muslims uh, to be able to basically rule the, the world. Um, this is why I call what's going on in Israel right now a holy war. This eschatology is what drives the Hezbollah. Uh, it drives not only that, but all of the Sunni Muslims as well. Uh, for Hamas, it's not so much eschatology. It's just a shared hatred of the Jews. They want to push the Jews into the sea. Now, it doesn't matter at all whether there's any truth in any of these end-time Islamic prophecies. Uh, the only truth that we find in them at all is possibly where they align in some way with biblical prophecies. But it doesn't matter. Uh, these maniacs, these radical Islamic terrorists, they believe it. And because they believe it, they are going to follow it. They're going to follow this holy war, this jihad, uh, because that is the way they believe they, they bring in this last imam called the Mahdi. So let's turn our attention to Bible prophecy. What does the Bible have to say about what's going on right now? Well, many Christian scholars are aware that there are a few unfulfilled prophecies, particularly about Israel and their enemies uh, that have to do with the end time that have not yet been fulfilled. Scholars believe that these will be fulfilled either prior to the tribulation, meaning that Christians will still be here to, to witness it, um, or they will occur at the very beginning of the, the tribulation. One of these prophecies uh, is found in Psalm 83. Psalm 83 foretells a future 10-member alliance comprised of, of, uh, of Arab uh, people groups, cities uh, and, and people groups. The 10 group of nations correspond with Arab territories that primarily present day share common borders with Israel. Uh, there are two verses in particular in Psalm 83 that I want to call your attention to. Uh, that's verses 4 and 5. Now listen to what Psalm 83, verse 4 and 5 have to say. Verse 4, Come, they say, let us destroy them as a nation, so that Israel's name is remembered no more. 
with one mind they plot together, they form an alliance against you. That's Psalm 83, verses 4 and 5. You know, this desire to wipe Israel off the map uh, is what's motivating Hamas and Hezbollah, and it's actually very similar to their chant uh, from the river to the sea meaning drive Israel completely out of the land and push them in into the Mediterranean Sea. You'll, you'll hear the chant often by pro-Palestinian and anti-Zionist rallies. Now, since its establishment in 1979, um, the uh, Islamic revolutionary country of Iran, headed by the Ayatollah, has had as one of its major um, tenets is the eradication of Israel. It's the focus of their ideology, it, what basically drives them as a country. Iran, as well as Hezbollah, which is the Islamic terrorist, terrorists that are funded by Iran in Lebanon, uh, don't care. Uh, they don't care about civilians, they don't care about uh, life. Uh, or even military casualties. What they care about is death to Israel, both the people as well as the nation. Now, in the time remaining, I want to uh, turn to Hamas and Lebanon. Today, uh, Lebanon is what we could just describe as a, as a failed state. The last election was in 2021, but there's no government that has been established. According to their constitution, the president of the country must be a Maronite Christian, uh, the prime minister must be a Sunni, and the speaker of the parliament must be a Shiite. Kind of a mixed bag. The government failed in 2021, and at that time, Hamas took over uh, very well funded by Iran, and really the only police power uh, in that country. Now this is so unfortunate, uh, because it wasn't always like this. At one time, Beirut, Lebanon, which is the present capital, was a cosmopolitan, a cosmopolitan city. It was described by many as the Paris of the Middle East. It was multicultural with a, a balance between Christians, Muslims, and Druids. Now, if you don't know what a Druids is, um, they're basically an, another Abrahamic-based religion. They're monotheistic, but they're not, they're not Islamic. Um, of course, Lebanon was a French colony. Um, it has not done well since gaining its independence in 1943. Uh, after 1943, Muslim radicals joined with other Arabs in a war against Israel. That was in 1948. Um, 1982, you may not recall this, but Yasser Arafat, the head of the PLO. By the way, Yasser Arafat was an Egyptian. He was not a Palestinian. Um, Yasser Arafat made his headquarters in Beirut in 1982. Then in 1983 was the suicide bombing of the American military barracks at the Beirut International Airport. It killed 241 U.S. servicemen, and the United States pulled our Marines out of Lebanon. Uh, of course, all this did was leave a gap for Hezbollah to, to fill. Now, many in Lebanon hate Hezbollah. Um, but they're completely powerless. They have no weapons, they have no guns, they likely will be the victims if Israel or when Israel has to invade in order to eradicate Hezbollah. Now Hezbollah has been attacking. I was listening just yesterday to a podcast by Joel Rosenberg with the Joshua Fund. Uh, 
um, um, he was saying that because of all of the missiles coming in to Israel, uh, both from Hamas as well as from Lebanon, uh, and the border communities along the northern border of Israel have all been evacuated. Uh, something like three, 400,000 people have had to leave their homes. Now, while Hamas launched 7,500 rockets to date in the last few weeks against Israel, Hezbollah is much more formidable. Uh, Joel Rosenberg said they have somewhere between 150,000 and 200,000, and they're not rockets. These are missiles. Missiles that have precision-guided systems on them, meaning that they could hit the, their targets. Now, Israel has very, very sophisticated defenses, uh, but Hezbollah is a formidable enemy, and they will use these missiles against Israel. It's just a matter of time. It's not, it's not if, but when. Joel Rosenberg uh, said that many that are truly informed uh, of what's really going on uh, in Israel believe that Israel must take out Hezbollah at some time in the very near future. Uh, let's finish up by looking at this prophecy, Psalm 83. Psalm 83, again, describes a future attack against the people of Israel. Verses 6 through 8 names the participants of this attack, and there's a total of 10, and most can be associated with modern Arab nation. Uh, verse 7 of Psalm 83 references Philistia and the inhabitants of Tyre. Philistia and the inhabitants of Tyre of two of these nations or these people group that conspire against Israel. Now, the Philistines who were, who were living in Philistia were completely wiped out by King David, uh, but they're referenced here. The area that uh, they occupied, Philistia, was along the coast, and the cities of the Philistines were Ashkelon, Ashdod, Gaza, yes, there's that name, Gaza, Ekron, and Gath. Some people know Gath as the home of Goliath. Uh, that David destroyed with a, a sling and a rock. Tyre, that's referenced here, is presently a city in Lebanon. It's one of the oldest inhabited, uh, continually inhabited cities of the world. In ancient times, it was a major seaport. Now, Psalm 83 speaks of this alliance of people groups that come against Israel. Obviously, it's in the last days because it hasn't happened yet. The psalm doesn't say whether Israel is victorious or it suffers and defeats. It basically calls attention to God about this conspiracy. However, we have promises in the, from prophets, including the prophets Joel, Ezekiel, and Zechariah. The book of Joel, for example, speaks of a war in which Tyre, which is present-day Lebanon, is defeated. In Joel chapter 3, verse 1, it says, For behold, in those days and at that time when I bring back the captives of Judah and Jerusalem, I will gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat, and I will enter into judgment with them there. And then in verse 4, this is what it says, and I'm using the New Living Translation. The Lord says, What do you have against me, Tyre and Sidon, you cities of Philistia? Are you taking time, trying to take revenge? If you are, then watch out. For I will strike swiftly and pay you back for everything you have done. Now, this is speaking about Tyre, and Tyre is a city in present-day Lebanon. It also mentions Sidon, Sidon in the same verse, and Sidon is also the third largest city in Lebanon. And it mentions the cities of Philistia, and the cities of Philistia include Gaza, the present-day Gaza Strip. Now, I mentioned that other prophets had something to say, including Ezekiel. 
Ezekiel contains multiple references to the restoration of Israel. In, the, in this passage, uh, God promises to restore Israel and give them prosperity and victory. My friends, Israel is back in the land, but their hearts are still not right towards God. They still need to turn their hearts towards the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Many of the people in, in Israel are agnostic or atheist. Unlike the Jews 2,000 years ago, these Jews also have to turn their heart towards Jesus, their Messiah. Zechariah chapter 12 Verse 10 uh, has additional prophecies about the end times and the restoration of Israel. Listen to what Zechariah has to say. He says, And I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication. They will look on me, the one they have pierced, and they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only child and grieve bitterly for him as one grieves for a firstborn son. My friends, the signs of the time are upon us. Israel is in the land. The enemies that the Bible describes are against her. And Jesus is returning. Today, the Bible says, do not harden your hearts. Let the Lord come in. Let's pray. Father God, we want to thank you. Nearly every day, it's common to see, read, or hear something about the end of the world, the apocalypse, or end times. Author and pastor Kenneth Baer's The Apocalypse and Coming Kingdom zooms in and breaks down biblical prophecy as it relates to Jesus' imminent return and the coming seven-year period, including the Great Tribulation. Available in both paperback and Kindle versions. Get your copy on Amazon or at Barnes & Noble and select Christian bookstores. The title again is The Apocalypse and Coming Kingdom. You can also find it listed by author Kenneth Baer. Get your copy today. Thank you for joining us on Prophecy Countdown with Pastor Ken Baer. Don't leave without first sharing the latest episode with your friends. Be sure to join us again for the latest updates on Prophecy Countdown.